Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, 10 after the hour. Joining me now, as he uh, usually does on Wednesdays, is assistant coach Anthony Babineau, a raging Cajun lifer, as I like to call him. Now he is in Ruston, talking to us from the hotel. Uh, Bab, is it, I mean, does it kind of suck to wake up in Ruston, like the, 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 the morning after a loss? Like, is there, there's part of it, or, or do you wake up like, you know what, last night's over. It's a new day has begun. How do you, how do you wake up on a day like today? Well, a little bit of both because, you know what, you wake up with a sour taste in your mouth, obviously, from the loss. But, you know, in our case, like today, you wake up knowing you've got another opportunity to go out there tonight and and try to avenge yourself. You know, we've got to come out and play a a better game, especially on the back end. We really do. Uh, we've, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but... We've just got to do a better job, much better job on the back end of, of games. That's kind of been our Achilles heel somewhat this season. But we've got to cut out on the, the freebies and, and stop giving people stuff. I mean, it's we could point to a number of, of things last night, but 10 walks is obviously the biggest one. And I know Coach Diggs has used the word generosity a lot. I'm sure he might use other words in the clubhouse, but um, – I don't know. I mean, it's. I'm not going to say it's as simple as that, but that that you know, a lot of times when we talk, uh, Bab, you know, when it's after a loss, sometimes it's after a win. You know, we usually are pointing to free bases. I mean, that's that's just been a big part of it for you guys when it hasn't worked out for you. Absolutely, and and that's that's the bottom line. Last night, I mean, free bases, ten walks. I mean, that's a season high, I believe. For us, uh, led to you know directly led to five runs. So, you know, we we mentioned about how one of the games over the weekend, you know, the game was lost when we had bases loaded, nobody outs, nobody out, and we got a sack fly. We didn't cash in. You know, you can directly point to that area. Well, you can directly point, you know, to the ten free bases from last night. It, it just it can't happen. And once we stop doing that stuff and, and decide to to stop giving away all those freebies, we'll be a much better ball club. We'll be a much more consistent ball club, and we'll be able to start to work on some of the goals that we've set for ourselves. You've been part of a lot of teams. What What is the comfort level of this team on the road as opposed to at home? Aside from the obvious, right? You, you, it's home, right? You're, it's home. It's home field for a reason. But like every year, you know, teams take on different. Per- There's some teams that love the road. There's some teams that, you know, it's shaky. Like you can just look at the the home and road record this year, Bab, and point to that. But is this is this is there a big difference in your mind, home and road, and the performances, or is it more just a coincidence in in uh, in regards to the the home and road record so far this year? I just think it's a coincidence. You know, I'm not seeing anything that these guys fear the road or or get tight or nervous in a way stadiums. I I really don't. I just think that that there's moments, whether because we've had moments like this at home too, where we've given up too much and and, and given away too many freebies. It's just something that... You know, for whatever reason, we're, we're we're being too generous. We really are, and we've got to cut that out. 
like I said, in order to start attaining some of the goals that we've set for ourselves. I was talking to uh, Coach Seth Thibodeau last week, and I was talking about different pitchers. We brought up Hayden Dirk, and he talked about how much, you know, the Hayden's, I guess, start last year. I know Seth wasn't here last year, but he he knows the team well. He knows what happened, and he knows the roster and uh, where he was at coming into this season and how how much he, he enjoys being coached and how much he works to improve. And, um, you know, seeing him get the start last night, his first of the season, uh, get out of the jam in the third. I mean, he it was uh, – when when you follow the careers of these guys, and I know Hayden's only a, you know, a sophomore, and uh, but, he, you know, being – being from Abbeville, playing in North Vermilion, there's a lot of folks locally that, that kind of follow his journey pretty closely. Um, there's a whole lot left in his journey, Bab, but, you know, seeing him there starting last night, I mean, if you want to talk about a positive, I think I think seeing Hayden in that spot last night was, was certainly a positive. Yeah, it certainly was. You know, he, he's got such a good arm, such a, a powerful arm. I know Coach Daggs referred to him, the other day as, as our best arm. And for all intents and purposes, it is when you talk about strength and velocity and, and stuff, you know, he's our best arm. And, and to be able to use him like we did to start him is huge because he can just, you know, when you have power like that, it can get you out of so many jams. When you have that stuff, you can call on, that slider that he has, you know, can get you out of jams. And he was able to do that last night. But he had a great outing last night. You know, he gave us a chance. He gave us a chance to be successful. That's all that we asked for out of our out of our starters, out of our pitchers. Just give us a chance to be successful. It was good to see him back in a starting role, his first start he's had in quite some time. So hopefully he can build on that and provide a little stability for us, whether it be, you know, continue to be starts like that during the middle of the week or in, in big time bullpen roles, whatever that may be. I know that, um, I don't know. It, it, are different guys on different pitch counts? Like was there, what, what went in the decision? I guess, uh, I know you guys were down to nothing, but to pull a Hayden there, was there a thought of maybe bringing him out for the fourth? Well, there, there was a thought, but you know, he was upwards towards close to 90 pitches. Um, 80, 85, 90 pitches, something like that. And, and, you know, you have the ability, if he's going to pitch that way, to, to you want to try to use him over the weekend if you possibly can, not as a starter, because we've got our three starters as of now that are, that are doing really well for the weekend. But out of the bullpen, you know, you can be very valuable out of the pen, get us out of big spots or, or just pitch for us on the weekend. So, you know, that was the reason why we wanted to get him out at, at that particular juncture. ESP and Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Anthony Babineau, our guest. Coach, one more uh, from last night's game. A uh, listener submitted question was looking for perspective on the, um, the I, guess, I think it was the double steal attempt with uh, with Julian. What uh, I mean, we, we know how aggressive you guys like to be offensively. Uh, what goes into that? I imagine it's it's not spur of the moment. There's there's a lot that goes into a decision like that. But walk us through a little bit about what's discussed. Well, in that situation, you just you can't get thrown out on the back side of that play, right? I mean, the first baseman is not holding you. You got to get a bigger lead. And you just you can't get thrown out. You got you got to know that a lot of times because we will we'll do the same thing at times. 
a lot of times if there's a slower runner at first, the catcher, instead of going to the lead runner at third, will go to the backside at second base, and that's what they elected to do. And, and we just didn't have a good enough jump, didn't have a good enough lead. And we talked to him about it afterwards. You know, that just that just can't happen. It's it's momentum killers. On the other side, Coach, uh, Warner and Cones, he had a pair of hits last night. And, um, you know, it, it's we've seen him we've seen him play this year, but you look at his overall stat line and then you see what he does last night um, at the plate. And, you know, anytime a guy gets a couple of hits, people start talking on social media, asking about him and learning more. Tell us something about this young man. Um, you know, he's not somebody that I've, I've asked you about specifically, but, um, what's he, what's, what's he like in practice and, and what can he potentially be for this team on the diamond? Well, Warner's, he's just steady Eddie. I mean, he, he's the same guy every day. He goes about his business. He does things the right way. He's just a solid, solid, solid college baseball player. He really is, uh, that, you know, potentially could have a future in professional baseball, possibly, but but just a solid college player. He's got a very very plus defend tool. He's a great defender. He really is great defender. Not the not the best arm, but an accurate arm, and he just has the ability to nag like he did like he has been kind of recently to just come up clutch in certain situations, a big base hit over the weekend, that big home run last night, first of his career, right when we needed it. You know, so, so Warner's a guy that, that we definitely love when he's in the lineup, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> when he's in the lineup. He just brings some positive energy. I know he's kind of been in and out, you know, over the course of the season, but, his his play and his game is starting to be a little more consistent. That's why you see him in there more often. And he's just a joy to be around. We call him Rico. We're short for Rinconis and a junior college kid that, that we got from Florida. Just a great young man. He really is. I love love watching Rico play. Yeah, I think when, when you see what he can do in the field, um, just as you put it, I think that's a good way to say it, right? Steady. Uh, he's only got one error on the season. I mean, he just he plays clean there. He starts getting consistency at the plate, and you really see what he can do for the lineup. And um, it was good to see him. I know, you know, I think against in the Troy series, he had a, a multi-hit game and have a one last night um, offensively, Coach, as as a whole. Where are you guys now in your mind compared to where you were at the beginning of the season? Well, are you referring to, you know, our our, our lineup or no, no, just in general, to? like like yeah. just just the offense. Like, are you are you pleased? Do you feel like there's been growth there overall? Just you want to see growth during a season from an offensive standpoint. Uh, do you feel like it's been a steady? Do you feel like it's been a, an 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 ascent uh, to this point in the year? Well, what I do feel like is is that these guys have grinded against some very, very good arms throughout the season from the start of the season until now. They've had to work for everything that they've gotten. Now, I do feel that there's some times where, you know, they haven't been aggressive enough and they just haven't gone out and 
and taken it. They haven't put a game on their back, so to speak, when they've needed to or when we've needed them to. And that's something that I think that they're very, very capable of doing. I know sometimes possibly it doesn't look that way, but they're very, very capable of doing it. You've seen it in spurts when we can kind of get rolling downhill. It's tough to stop us. Yeah, I think that in times we've done a good job using our legs to produce runs, which is one of our fortes. We can really, really run. So, you know, the progression from beginning of the season to now, I think there's definitely been a progression. But I do think that there's still, there needs to be more. There, there needs to be games where, you know, they, the offense takes over the game and, and puts it on their back to where it doesn't matter if, now 10 is, is obviously way too many, but to where it doesn't matter if the pitching staff is a little generous on a certain night. You know, we could overcome it. Kind of like the, you know, kind of look back. I was looking back at the whole season on the stat page yesterday, the different games. And kind of like the McNeese game. You know, the offense overtook that game. Gave up seven, but scored ten. You know, that's what I'm referring to when I say take over the game. I think there still needs to be a little more than a little more of that. Um, I think they're very capable, like I said, just haven't done that quite enough quite enough yet this season and look to get over this to get over this we're gonna have to do a couple of things to get over this win one lose one win two lose two win three lose one type of rut so to speak that we're in is is we're gonna have to obviously score more runs we're gonna have to give up the freebies stop giving up the freebies but you know, if if our offense can just kind of overtake a game and cover up some of those some of those freebies, we should be okay. Or if the pitching staff decides to stop giving up those freebies, especially late in the game. You know, last night, three two lead in the seventh after that big home run, that game should have been over. It really should have been over. We felt like it, it felt like it was over because we were confident with the back end. It just didn't happen last night, and that's that's it's going to play out that way sometimes, but you know, it just, that game should have been in our favor last night, just a huge opportunity for our ball club going on the road against a great team, with a great record with a great RPI on the road. Just a great opportunity we had last night that we missed out on cashing in some, some quality, quality RPI points. You know, the goal today is to go out and, get this thing done, bottom line, get it done to give us some momentum going into Arkansas State for the weekend. Yeah, it doesn't always work out. You and I have chatted about this where you get to play a midweek game against the team back-to-back nights. You'll do it later in the season with Rice, and because of rescheduling, you're doing it this week with Louisiana Tech. And you say, look, from a you know from a scouting standpoint, you, you, you prefer it. You kind of know what you're going to get, you, you get to, if, if you do lose, right, which you're not, you don't want to do, but you kind of get to wash it and give it another shot. Uh, what's the approach tonight, and, and uh, do you guys have a starter yet in terms of who you're going to put on the mound? Well, both the starters for tonight, um, at least from what I've seen, have been TBA. Um, as of the end of the night, last night, they had named one, we had named one. 
I imagine Peyton, Peyton Havard may get the start tonight for us. But look, like I mentioned, the goal is, is to basically go out and get some revenge. It really is. And like I just mentioned, to get some momentum for the weekend. You know, it's going to be if yeah, Arkansas State, you know, they've got a bad record. And they haven't played good baseball. But like we told them at the end of the game last night, if you play like this, if you give up 10 walks against Arkansas State, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be pretty. It really won't uh, against anybody if you do that. So we've got to play much better tonight. And bottom line is we've got to turn it around, win the game, and get some momentum going into Jonesboro tomorrow. You know, we're going to take the day to travel up there tomorrow from here, get a good practice in tomorrow night at 6 o'clock in preparation for Friday's, Friday's game. So we've got to... You know, this is a business trip. It really is. Each each road trip is a business trip, but this is this is no doubt uh, coming up here to Ruston, moving into Jonesboro. It's it's strictly business, and and we've got a we didn't handle business last night, so we've got to handle that business tonight. Well, it was only game one of a uh, of a five game week, so more baseball in front of you, coach. And um, you know, I know you guys are anxious to get back out on the diamond this evening uh, for a week long road trip like this. What do you um? I mean, when you're on the road, maybe maybe you, you try to get some shot on the bus, but are you watching anything, like on a, on a tablet? Like, is there a show? Are you reading a book? We've talked about book reading with you before. Coach Deggs called me out for never having read his book, um, which I guess I'll do this summer. But what's, uh, what's, what's the in the downtime? What are you doing during travel week when you're not working? Well, I you know, try to get a little exercise in in the hotel, in, uh, in the fitness rooms, and you know, if, like for for this week, a week long travel. I've it's not like it's a a Thursday through Sunday where it's the end of the work week and and there's not much to do office wise. But but with this, you know, even yesterday, uh, we've got the whole work week still in front of us. So just you know, paying attention to emails and and things that need to be done inside the office. And and I've got some things that I'm I'm working on for for back home for for something you know personally, so taking some time to do that, um, reading every once in a while, making sure that you know staying close to the big man upstairs. So, but just just taking a little time, <clears throat> taking a little time to to do those things. So no no binge watching on this trip at all. Nothing. No time for that. No, I, I'm not a I'm not a big binge watcher. Um, you know, at home, whenever there's time, which is not too too often, but when there's time to sit down, you know, we'll watch. <clears throat> excuse me, watch a series that that I'm watching that we're watching. But besides that, I'm not a big binge watcher. Oh, you're, now, my, you're an in season you know, my, daughters, mode, right? my daughters. Yeah, my daughters. That's a different story. Uh, but. No, no binge watching for for me. Coach Anthony Babineau has uh, has been our guest. Uh, Coach Seth Thibodeau stepped in for you last week and uh, pointed out that you know he, he's jealous of your hair. Um, uh, and of course, I made a joke when he pointed out the player you know on the team always cuts his hair. I was like, well, that's not hard. And then I took off my hat, and he's like, well, I guess it wouldn't be hard for you either. Uh, and then we just got a little envious of uh, of your hairline, Coach. So. 
You know, if you thought we were going to sit. And that, you know what that stemmed from is I asked him to, like, give a little dirt on you. I'm like, look, he's not here. Like, come on, tell us something about him that we can maybe rib him a little bit about, tease him about, and he wouldn't do it. So just so you know, he didn't do it. Now, will you do the same, or can you give us, you know, some friendly dirt on Coach Thibodeau? Man, I really don't have. I really don't have such a nice, such a nice guy. Um, man. Such a nice guy. I really don't, man. I've, I've I've known Seth for a long time, and and always admired the job that he's done as an both an assistant coach and a head coach. And um, glad he was able to to get on there yesterday, um, last week, and spend some time with you. I know that you know doing the radio and interviews is is nothing new to him, so I'm sure. Sure, he handled it like a pro. Um, you know that hairline, though. Although there's still a lot up there, it is. It does recede a little bit each, a little bit each day. Um, seems like more and more and more quickly as we go. But um, I don't want to hear. It. Don't, don't, you, know, you, you don't get to tell that to thing. me or Jay or Seth. You know, go go complain about that today. You don't. I mean, if you you see our hairlines, you got to complain about that somewhere else. I mean, come on. I would trade. I would trade with you in a second. <laughs> Hey man, uh, I don't know what to say. Hey, Coach Thibodeau, all he also knew some like actual Beastie Boys albums other than Licensed to Ill. So we we got into that a little bit, which I appreciated. So it was fun. But uh, Bab, it's always fun talking to you, man. I know when you're not in studio, we don't typically go as long. But uh, appreciate you joining us from Rustin this morning. Tonight, uh, you can hear the game right here, ESPN Lafayette, pregame 5:30. Jay Walker, Brad Topham have the call. Six o'clock first pitch, Louisiana versus. Louisiana Tech. All the best, Bab, and uh, we'll see you next week, my friend. All right, Scott. Thanks, bud. Thank you.